Welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together entrepreneurs, founders, business leaders, and experts to talk about their journeys and explore the link between personal and business success. I'm your host, Juan Munson, founder of Evolve, a coaching, training, and development company focused on enabling business and personal success and creating a community of like-minded individuals. Whether that be through our peer groups, one-to-one coaching, our training and development programs for you and your teams, or through our content and events, our mission is to get the best out of each individual and inspire them to be better both in life and in business. If you want to learn more about Evolve, including our beautiful co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul, then please go to evolvemembers.com where you'll find great content, insights, details of all of our services and also information on our forthcoming events. For now though, let's get on with the show. This week, I'm speaking to Richard Bassett, co-founder of Mentor360, a well-being app that helps you form new habits, define positive progressions, and set actionable outcomes. The ultimate aim of Mentor360, dubbed a pocket life coach, is to build your mental fitness by helping you get to know yourself better. Before co-founding Mentor360, Richard served within the UK military for over 25 years and therefore has been witness to those around him and closer to him that have had mental health issues and problems. Richard has also faced several challenges of his own, which he touches on during the course of our discussion. It's a great, wholesome conversation that includes discussions around physical exercise, the benefits that can bring, having purpose and forming a team, and so much more. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, Richard, to the Evolved Succeed podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's great to have you as a guest on the podcast, and you're here, and we're going to talk about Mentor360, the new app that you've developed for well-being, uh, mental fitness, and all other things uh, to do with health and well-being. But before we do that, it would be wrong not to touch on your career today, a really successful uh, career with both the Royal Marines and Special Military Units for over 25 years. So... I'm keen to learn from you, you know, in what ways, it's a big question I know, Richard, but in what ways did your time in military kind of impact on your life? Yeah, um, I guess that is a very broad question um, and it's really probably quite hard to answer really. Um, so I'll probably say to start off with, I've been institutionalised of 25 years being in the military and it has had many impacts on my life. I mean, the first one in question was probably when I first joined up. So I pretty much uh, did GCSEs, did A-levels, went and laboured for a bit. And um, my mum's friend had joined the Marines and basically talked about it a lot and thought, I thought, you know, I could have a go at this. Um, not having actually a clue what the Royal Marines really did apart from being military. So uh, passed all the selection courses, got down and you go into this induction block, they call it, where there's loads of beds, everyone sleeps opposite each other. You've got a guy which is sort of like a corporal, which basically bosses you around a lot. And that's okay, we can deal with that. And then I can never forget, it was the second exercise we went on. So basically, if in, a, in essence, camping. Um, off we trotted went into uh, Woodbury Common, which is a pretty ghastly place, a lot of gorse, and there was a massive pool of water. And the corporal was like, ah, getting that up to your waist. And, um, you know, it was this was about 
October, you know, that, what? <laughs> so this and was then, camping as I Yeah, was this is hold on a minute. <laughs> this is not what I signed up to. Anyway, out of the water, absolutely drenched. And um, then they're like, okay, start getting you into military practice. We have to do a sentry routine, which is spread amongst a lot of you. And you have to basically stand or sit, lie down by a tree and watch out just to make sure any enemy uh, don't come after you. But but the the caveat to that is... You get out of your wet kit, go into your sleeping bag, which is really comfortable. And then to go on sentry, you had to put your wet kit back on and stay in your wet kit for an hour as you looked out into the abyss, black darkness. <laughs> and then you had this routine. So every three hours, which was delightful. And then you're like, oh, what the hell have I let myself into? And I think behind the back of that was um, people saying, oh, it's OK, you can quit um, at any time. And you're like, absolutely not. Um, and that's how it started, really. Then we got so into... it wasn't a natural, instant love no, for it life. bloody wasn't. Um, <laughs> so, but, it, but as soon as it got into the sort of professional soldiering side of it, yeah. you know, it was good, and I liked doing the exercises and, and, and PT, if you like, and that was it. And I think what it did, it absolutely grounded me as a person. It taught me how to look after myself. It taught me discipline. It taught me routine. Yeah. And I guess it gave me the foundations, which has set me up through the sort of like my last 25 years, yeah. really. I mean, it set me, it gave me clear parameters and boundaries and something to work for. And that's kind of what the military does. It also allows you to bound, seek opportunity, identify it and then chase it down you know and okay. going, going after the special military group was exactly one of those things yeah so um the experiences throughout the military i think we've you know many highs and many lows i'd yeah. say without a shadow of doubt um but it's an you know for me it's been an incredible foundation and actually the hardest piece has been to leave yeah so i left in august finished my sort of like career and the challenge I found is to find true purpose again. Okay. Because you had purpose. Because you have a purpose. You're there. The purpose was a strategic goal, whatever it may be, mm. you know, in, in line with UK defences yeah. strategy. And then all of a sudden you, you're in those sort of like, you know, quite key positions and you're then out of it within a day. You've yeah. got you And it's like, okay, blimey, what? And I suppose all of that dis discipline and all of that routine and everything you've been used to for 25 years disappears. Yeah, like well, I, well. I, the foundations are there, but it's almost, okay, what what do I chase down? What is, yeah. what's, you know, what what is it? Yeah. And I think that's been the hardest challenge. And the work rate, it was in the last couple of jobs, was well, most of my career has been fairly high tempo. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're then, you know, focusing in the civilian world and, it's slightly different and you've yeah. got to, you know, operate slightly differently. And that's been the sort of like biggest <laughs> yeah. challenge within, uh, within this, I guess. But I suppose interesting, isn't it? Because you often see, you know, in, in the world in which I work, you know, we work with many business owners, leaders, entrepreneurs, and those in the military do have a tendency to succeed, I think, because they bring some of that resilience. Mm. They bring that discipline. Yeah. They bring that sense of, I need a purpose. And if they find the purpose, they go go for it yeah and and they're relentless in it so those skills are quite transferable but you possibly as people leave the military don't quite realize that and perhaps don't have the confidence to know that Is yeah that right? i think that's a really fair comment you i mean if um 
there's a great guy um, which is uh, I think he, he does some stuff with this Mick yeah um, and he you know he would say if he was sat here you've got 70% of the skills you require yeah. to be a, you know to operate in yeah. uh, in the civilian world what you lack is the 30% technical knowledge but but you've got most of it the feelings are that majority of the guys which I used to work with is you don't know what you don't know yeah and so you've lived this world, this institution, and then you come out and you go, okay, well, great, I've got 70%, but how do I get those technical? Who will take a chance on me? You know, um, what I need to do is try to experience the opportunities out there, you know, and then work out what I need to do. Yeah. But at the same time, you've got the whole, actually, yeah, I've got a family, I need yeah. to provide for them. So it can't be trial and error. No. And that's the biggest challenge, I think, certainly from my perspective in the military, is we probably, the military does not give people enough time between, le you know, especially if they've done long careers, between leaving and trying new things, if trial and error, before then getting your final pay. Right. You know, it's, it's three months. Yeah. Actually, probably, you know, for someone who's been 26 years, 25 yeah. years, should be about nine it's months to a year. It's a lifetime and a yeah. career that you need you to know, adjust and, from. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, a lot of people do... Um, you know the first the, the classic phrase is the first job you 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 start when you leave the military is not the one you'll end up doing yeah. but actually you can reduce those odds and get it right if you if we if there was a if there's a bit transition. more support yeah yeah it's interesting isn't it yeah because it is a challenge so but you've obviously come out you know if you came out in august you know we're sat now here in january so what so five six months later and and you've, you've got an idea of what you want to do and you've set about to create Mentor360. So tell us a bit, little bit about what Mentor360, the app, is and how the inspiration for it came about. Okay, well, I'll probably I'll flip that. I'll start with how it came about and then we'll go into um, um, what it is. What it is, yeah. yeah. So I, I guess what was the true... There's a couple of genesises to the app, if that, that's the right word. The first... First one, sort of mental health in the organisation, sort of like as I, you know, in the early days was, it wasn't taboo as such, but it wasn't really talked about and people mm. re really come forward. And kind of that's how it operated. And a very good friend of mine, uh, Jason, um, left through PTSD. He then returned back to give a brief on tr um, TRIM, so like a trauma course, how to manage trauma when okay. people come for it. And he basically s told his story and he was telling stuff, and I was his one of his best friends. I I didn't know half the stuff, and half his I knew half the stuff, but I didn't know his feelings, right? And I wasn't there to support him okay. as he was going through that. Yeah. So, you know, it was the, the light bulb moment. A, I was a pretty rubbish friend because some of the times I was taking the mick out of him. But secondly, we needed to do more. So yeah. that was number one, I guess. Not in many particular order, but that was probably number one. Number two, um, I had. Throughout my you know career, I've had people, friends with PTSD, uh, adjustment disorder, really poor with life skills. So that's kind of, that's another block. Mm. Um, some of my good veteran friends have committed suicide. Okay. My father committed suicide when I was 15. Wow. Um, and my son, who is a lovely guy, um, suffered from misdirection, you know, trying to find out his purpose. Yeah. And so... All of that grouped together and being in a sort of like fairly senior position, it was like, okay, how can we do more? You know, and because the challenge with all of it has always been that 
most people never want to admit yeah. that they're struggling. It's, it's that saying that mine come out, it's okay not to be okay. But yeah. How many of us would actually admit yeah. that it's not okay? And Absolutely. Yeah. And I think in our, in my world, it's, you know, it's quite, it's male orientated. It's, yeah. you know, alpha males. Yeah. And people don't like to admit a problem. Even my son, Josh, you know, he struggled to admit that he struggles with misdirection. And so what I wanted to do was create a capability that was loaded with content, which would draw you in because we had everything from performance through to mental well-being, with a bit of holistic in there, some really good sound advice. And that, that it would encourage you to come into that learn a bit about yourself, maybe give you the opportunity to discover other things and actually by working through it, become more self-aware. And if the outcome is actually I need to go and seek help or I need to make a lifestyle change or I keep using the app or that that's what we're after. It was very much about getting someone to an actual outcome Yeah, as a little pocket life coach. So that was the that's kind of the genesis really yeah. behind it, and it you know it is an altruistic piece. It's you know forty percent of this app is free. It's arguably fifty percent, um, and that was because I wanted anyone who was skinned with a phone could get some sound could life advice. Yeah, no matter what, and yeah. then then the other fifty percent is part mainly functionality. Yeah, but that was that's always the aim, and that's that, always been the and, setup and, and start. Completely. And I think long term, you know, if this becomes more successful, I think it was reduced cost. Yeah. Reduced cost to even make that percentage at the end even more affordable than it is now. Yeah. Um, or remove it completely. You know, that's that would be that's, where you want to get to. Yeah. Um, but for the time being, we're running it almost so that it, it covers its costs and that's yeah. it. Because it's a venture, it has yeah. to be, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's not an endless part of money that you can pile into. Yeah, I race. wish I had that, to be yeah. honest with you. But, um, but it's not. So um, so that's, I guess, hopefully that's answered your yeah. questions there. Definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. I suppose one of those, even for people to go and pick up their phone and take a look at the app, there is that kind of barrier still, getting people to recognise or realise they want to improve mm. their self-awareness, their, their mental health yeah you know they want to get into a better lifestyle and routine how, how do you overcome those barriers i mean that, again one of those big questions i suppose yeah. Richard, but because that's a challenge of the app isn't it it's great that you've got it there but yeah how do you get engagement um i'd say i'm still learning okay. um, so, so i think i think the so what did we what we what we've tried to do is try and make it as human as possible number one yeah. we've tried to offer a very wide range, um, you know, as I described from performance through to well-being. So a, a wide offering, which then hooks. We've then looked at influencers, yeah, which will hopefully promote, you know, the app. But because they, they're all promoting it because it's because it provides some good sound solid advice, and hopefully from that someone will pick it up and take an interest. Yeah. But it's but you're right, you know, it's really hard to do anything but force yeah. you know, to try and force it force it because fundamentally the hardest thing is for someone to realise that there's something going wrong in order to address it yeah. or they've got a problem. So what we're trying to do is on the app, not only is it sort of like dealing with the sort of like more meaty subjects, but more generalist subjects. So it actually should be something 
that people pick up because it's got some good sound advice and I think one of the one of the sort of early conversations we had it should be like your you know someone who you used to go to your grandfather your mother your grandma yeah. whoever which you always used to get sound advice from that's what we wanted to In try and, yeah, exactly that so and that's what we're trying to encourage and then you're down to the whole marketing piece of yeah. trying to get that sort of message out but it's really important to for us to that's what we want it to be used for that and it's also important within the app that we're not saying like you need to be the illness every day yeah of course you can go on every day that's fine but actually use it when you need it yeah you know it's not it's, shouldn't be it shouldn't cause an addiction no. <laughs> um so but, that's kind of I, my plan i suppose the app must signpost you as well you know for those that are in immediate need and they go through there's some sign yeah absolutely so within here we've got um uh links to charities so all the charities we chose within a 24-hour period there is someone to speak to yeah. so you know full 24-hour monitoring stuff like the samaritans but yeah. there's other um charities in there shout which has you know well there's a phone call or a text or whatever um, throughout throughout the day, so that was important. And we've also got sort of, sort of like um, our clinical psychologist Ali, yeah. which talks about sort of self harm, suicidal thoughts mm. with a with a video, um, bit of text, but also with the fact that it will signpost you as well. Yeah. And it's signposted to recognised very good charities which can provide support. It's brilliant, fantastic, as well as the help. Being as well as the help. help, yeah. So we've kind of uh, you know it's. It's tried to cover off the small spectrum piece there, isn't it? Yeah. And that's great and it can educate and it can support and it can give that kind of routine. And yeah. for somebody that's just suffering to a degree but needs some support, it can do it. But it, it needs to be able to say, there's a bigger yeah. issue here, get help. And I think that's a, that's what you need to try and do. I mean, I would never say that's the solution. No. It's a tool. Yeah. Um, Sandra, it's a great tool that's going to help yeah, loads of people. Thank you. And I think that that's that's exactly what it wanted to be. But, you know, the, if you do need serious help, you know, it's, it's GP, it's 999, yeah. it's 111. Yeah. You know, go and seek the proper advice if you need it. Um, yeah. And you shouldn't be afraid to do so. No. Um, but it's, yeah, I suppose what's really interesting is to see that your history and, you know, being really honest to say that with your dad and, that with your son and, and that has given you that inspiration and that drive mm. to do this yeah and and therefore has it given you a new purpose outside of military life yeah i think it has um i, I sort of like drug, juggle a sort of like paye job a bit of consultancy okay. and, then, <laughs> and then i do mensa pretty much in every evening fridays and weekends so um so it's fun uh there's there is a purpose behind it but um I think sort of the wife, the dog, and occasionally the kids would go, "What are you, you know? What are you doing today? You know, how's about you do <laughs> I something thought I was different?" Going to see yeah. more of you when he came out of the Yeah, exactly. The dogs. We bought. We got to um, just at the end of lockdown. Just as I was finishing, we got a springer spaniel, and six months later, um, my wife was like, "Well, he needs a friend." Um, well, he doesn't need a friend, does he? But but, but we're going to get one, aren't we? Yes, we are because you're the wife, and I just as I'm told. And so um, so we got a little cocker, and they are just characters in their own right. But they are dogs which need exercising. Yeah. And if you're not taking them out, they just literally lay there, head on the floor and sight you until they, <laughs> and just you feel guilty. Yeah. So you don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They are really good at it. So um, I'm still going to try and get that in. And, and actually, that's really good for me because it gets you out of the house. It gets yeah. you out of the, doing bits and pieces. Well, I was going to start to talk about some of those things that make a healthy routine, actually. And one of those is exercise. And um, in your view, you know, you've come from that kind of 
suppose extreme PT military yeah. form of exercise. We've just talked about simply walking the dogs. You know, how does how does exercise fit into a good daily routine in in your opinion? Yeah, for for me, it's it sets myself up for the day, and yeah. I think for me as a routine, I've done it for so long that it is an essential part to clear my head to yeah. set myself up for the day without a shadow doubt but what I recognize now more so than ever is if I'm tired um you know and haven't had decent sleep then if I go for a hard exercise session it it can be destructive not rather than constructive yeah. and that's kind I think that's come with age more than anything <laughs> but for me it's it's really it, you know it's it, it sets me up it really does and if I haven't done it if I can't do it um, rather than it being chosen if I can't do it then I definitely don't feel the same it's just day. not you it's just not me you know it needs you know but I think that part of that is because I've done it for so long yeah and if you've got somebody listening that's thinking actually oh in January lots of people have made New Year's resolutions and they're thinking they need to introduce more kind of exercise physical activities mm. into their life tips and thoughts on where they could start and how they should so, start so I think start steady um you know, one thing we're trying to do with the app is just make it far more, we've got a workout section and make it far more progressive. That's going to come. But I don't, you know, small steps. Yeah. You know, and, and it, what it is, it all, most of exercise is about gaining confidence. So yeah. if you're not confident to go to the gym or go outside, there's plenty of stuff on the internet you can do in your house. Yeah. And you have the confidence just to, within that, just in fact, build your confidence so that you feel that actually I can go. And it's just small steps. It doesn't have to be, Right, January the 1st has come, I'm going to flash myself. It is about building yourself up so you're happy um, for the next steps, which might be join a gym and yeah. then you start steady progression. And I think um, some people might um, feel worried about their body size, shape, and they're probably the ones which are really self-conscious about that. But actually, when you go to gyms and that, no, no, no one really cares. Yeah. You know, they're just admirable that you're down there and you're doing a bits and pieces. So I think... You know, don't. My advice would be: if you want to go to the gym, go to the gym. Don't feel so self-confident. Yeah. It's you which is feeling that because no one else, everyone's yeah. in their own worlds and doing their yeah. own thing. So, you know, get out there. But that's a bit about around. that psychology and yeah, mental health and fitness as well. Is that we yeah. all have these hang-ups, don't we? And that people are judging us. And yeah, and I think that that, that comes in every every element yeah, of life. It does. You know, if you have a bad day at work or you said the wrong thing, how many times do you go and reflect? Yeah. And you beat yourself up. Well, actually, what you should be doing is looking forward and just making sure you don't make the same mistake again. So take the, what it, what you did yeah. and produce it and put it into something good and change the way, change your approach. Yeah. And that's kind of probably what, how, how you should do stuff. And that, probably that is one thing I learned from the military. You try yeah. and get hung up, you just go nowhere. Yeah, I suppose it can eat you up. Can't yeah, it? you know, it really can. And you see people, um, certainly from, you know, PTSD, um, people which have had PTSD, it's often because they overanalyze it, they feel guilt, they yeah. feel like they've let people down and, and then it, it builds rather yeah. than the actual event. Yeah. Um, so it's all about trying to learn and move forward. Yeah, and adjust. And I suppose we started to touch there on creating great habits, you know, and those great habits can be exercise, they can be eating, they can be nutrition, they can be just taking some time out to think every day and, and be calm. You know, there's clear benefits of creating habits. Is there any tips and hints and things that you would say about how to create great habits? <laughs> 
Um, I'm probably not the best here. If my wife was here, she'd just look at me and raise a knife. Well, she'll be back. listening to the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure. of course she will. Yeah, she'd be like, you told a porky pie. Um, so, ooh, I don't know. I think probably my top tip is try and create a decent routine mm-hmm. and carve, carve out time for you and your family would be my top tip. Yeah. Um, because that's important and because you can keep flogging yourself and I say that after mentioning that I've got three things going on and and the kids and the dog are fed up with me but um but the point is is that if you can actually try and get so you do make sure you have your downtime you do make sure you take time for exercise if you want to you do make sure you eat properly you know you do make time for your friends you know it's most of it's about routine and actually if you're not doing it you you probably just need to have a bit of reflection yeah and readjust you know, because you do need that social aspect to your life, even with COVID going on. Yeah, you still need that social aspect, that interaction. It's really good for you. You know, yeah. so it's. Um, I guess those are probably my top habits. But it's true, isn't it? I think you know, um, self care, as I would call it, is about routine, isn't mm. it? You know, yeah. and I need, I need that routine. I need to get up. I need to maybe do some breath work, some sort of stretching, mm. some mobility stuff. Um. And then some exercise and try and then get into my day if I can. Yeah. That way with the positivity. And like you say, if I don't do that, if I miss an element of that, yeah. I kind of feel it and I feel it throughout the whole day. Yeah. It's not just the same free feeling. And but at times when life is good, you can probably skip it a bit. Yeah. But the reminder is and you know, I've had some challenges recently and um I've had to remind myself, right, just increase the self care. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important. It's yeah. really important. Yeah, without yeah. a shadow of doubt because you can otherwise you get lost and you do you know the app's very holistic which is great because that's the important thing but you do talk about I love the phrase you talk about me- mental fitness yeah at, you know within the website and the app at, at quite a lot rather than mental health yeah what do you think the difference between the two of those things is um, well um, yeah if I, if I was you know fundamentally honest you know there is you know Part of this is a mental health app. You can't, yeah. but actually, it's your approach, isn't it? Because um, with uh, with mental health, we all know, um, and I think we're coming out of this. But there is a stigma attached to it. So it's you know, it, from from our perspective, our initial pro- approach was to actually let's call it mental fitness because there's good stuff. You know, it, there's stuff in there which isn't related to mental health. It's just linked to an emo- linked to emotional emotions yeah. and it's good advice you know all of this is non-prescribed non-diagnosed it's it supports the sort of like emotional side of life so um we termed it mental fitness to begin with we're now actually looking more to call it you know in line with a pocket life coach because yeah. linking back to what i said about your granddad your mum, your dad you know giving yeah. you good life advice that's what it's about yeah and it gives you the solid found you know sound foundations written by clinical experts um, which you can apply to your life. You know, yeah. that's what it's about. And that's whether it's be stress, anxiety, or you're nervous about coming on the podcast. You yeah. know, it is literally, that's what we're trying to do. So we're kind of morphing. But yeah. even though if you stripped it all back, what you can't deny it is there's mental health. Yeah, it's well-being. There yeah. is an mental yeah. well-being and it's physical and absolutely. mental well-being. And yeah. I suppose that's the pocket life coach. Yeah. I love, love that phrase. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. think, um, yeah, so that phrase came about where um, the guys I work, worked with in the content One Fit Life, um, there's a great guy called David there, and uh, he basically put me through a four-hour session of going, 
but why? <laughs> but why? What is it? But why? And every time he says why and what is it on, you know, con- uh, future interactions, I sort of like start to wobble. My knees start to wobble. It's like being in training again. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, you know you, when you start having those conversations and the why and the why, you actually start realizing, okay, that's what it's about. You know, actually, yeah. and sometimes going back to habits, sometimes you do have to ask yourself why and yeah. is it important? Um, but yeah, so the, he actually threw absolutely thrashing me. <laughs> that's where Pocket Life Coach came from. Yeah. An interrogation and a half. Yeah, yeah, it's miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've had a worse one. <laughs> but yeah, I, but that... It just sums up what you're looking to achieve and trying to achieve. And I think a big part of, from what I see, what you're trying to achieve is, is, and we, you touched on one, Jason, and but you, you know, you are getting those um, influencers to actually support the app and what you're looking to achieve, and they're wholeheartedly supporting it. We talk about Jason, it's Jason yeah. Fox, Foxy of um, SAS, who dares wins type approach, and you've got uh, Tommy Mallet from Towie, and you've got others um how important do you think it is to have those influences as part of the mental 360 app so i think it's important i think it's you know they have massive followings and you know social media what you can't do is hide from it it's out there Mm. and it's um you know they all the influences we we, um used all have had some sort of mental health related piece going on and what's great is that they're all honest about it, aren't they? Yeah. You know, on the website, they've all got short videos. They're all telling their story and they're being open and honest and transparent. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's the value is that you've got someone who has got a status in one way, shape or form, yeah. more so than the norm, which is quite happily to open up and say, yeah, this is me. You know, and you look at Tommy Mallet and, you know, uber successful yeah. in the Forbes list for under 30s. And yet he's happy to talk. You know, I've had some deep-seated bits and pieces go on. You know, I struggled at school and all yeah. sorts. You know, he's got a great, great story. Um, and he's become super successful from from that. And um, you actually think, actually, hopefully that will encourage people to go, you know, from our perspective, go on the app and try and learn a little bit about themselves, yeah. become more self-aware, get themselves to an actual outcome. That's that's success. So it was absolutely using them as a mechanism to attract um, but they've got some great stories, so let's let's yeah. share them. You know, there, there's some integrity and honesty completely behind yeah. why they're supporting the app, isn't there? Absolutely. Um, and so that that was a sort of like line to go down because otherwise, you know, it's it's and hopefully some of that will resonate with someone. In, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And one of you, one of the things you I suppose it leads and a question I often ask is this effect of social media on our lives. Mm. Uh, obviously, you know you're de- developing technology in an app, but and it, but there is also that impact of technology on everyday lives, and particularly our children, yeah, and the next generation. And I mean, what's your th- what's your thoughts on that? And how can we help our children bring and use that social media and that technology in a positive way? Yeah, well, I I think um it's really hard, isn't it? Because I grew up without social media. Um, As did I. <laughs> yeah, and uh, me um going into tech and developing an app, I've had to then start learning about social media and I still don't have a clue. But um, fortunately, I've got a great couple of team um, which which do do, do it, so it's great. But um, um, I think used in the right, you know, 
sorry, I'll step back, but what you can't get away from is phones are a massive part of our life. I yeah. mean, even this conversation picked up a couple of times just to demonstrate, but they are, you know, if you, you know, when I was a kid, it was a phone box yeah. and a phone number <laughs> and you used to run and to the coin. phone. If you, if you didn't want to uh, talk at home because you knew people listening, you ran to the phone box to yeah. have a conversation. <laughs> um, and now you... How many people would actually honestly leave their phone behind and go right? I'm out for t- out for an hour, yeah, and I feel comfortable. And doing I feel that. comfortable, <laughs> and then get through the door and don't immediately look for their phone. Yeah. So I think if we take the the reality of it is these have become an extension, you know, of ourselves. Yeah. And our lives are on there. Everything from photos to messages, you name it, it's on there. So the challenge with social media is to use it for benefit because there's some children out there you know it can have a negative effect mm. let's not be around the bush to say that yeah it can have a negative effect but actually used in moderation there's some amazing advice in there and it's how you extract that in order to better yourself mm. and there lies a challenge because there is so much and whatever yeah. you do fall down and how do you chase it down yeah. but used in the right way and because in this is an extension actually you know, that's yeah. how it needs to be managed. It's a moderation, really. It is, I suppose it is, but it's also a realisation that, you know, the way in which we interact and grew up interacting in the social fashion, the next generation or generations yeah. to come aren't. They're using yeah. that and they're getting great support from friends mm. because they're interacting. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's taking the positivities, isn't it? And yeah, absolutely. removing some of the noise. And I think, you know, um, the challenge to everyone is to put it down, walk away yeah. from it, have a conversation like we're having today, perhaps yeah. not with the microphones, <laughs> um, but actually make a point of, of talking rather than you know, chatting through text yeah. or emails because how much is lost in translation in a text and an email? Yeah. And actually most of it's resolved over body language, body language and face-to-face. Yeah. And I think we, you, you know, kids anyway shouldn't lose that because yeah. you know, social interaction is so important. Definitely. Yeah, it really is important. But um, moderation is probably the key takeaway. Perfect. I've got to ask, an individual that's come out of the military five, seven months in is, and you've alluded to yourself, developing a tech app. Yeah. Now, military, physical activity, <laughs> get out there, get the job done. Not necessarily teaching you how to de- develop a tech business. So wh- what help have you leaned on? How have you gone about developing a technology business as an ex-service personnel learning by doing okay so um i've been really fortunate so um the journey to get investment um was uh through um epm were great to me they helped me develop a pack um investor pack um and from that um, I through and through Foxy, I met a great investor called Shanyan Koda, um, who I sort of like. We had a general conversation about supporting children, actually, okay. um, and it was Foxy had met her at a dinner and thought, actually, um, this is a great person to have a future conversations with. So it brought me in, and then mid mid conversation um, uh, about how we support children and mental health within children, and we, we were there with Ali, our psychologist, now psychologist, clinical psychologist, and Foxy psychologist at the time. And Foxy dropped me in. It was like, well, Richard's got an idea of an app. Um, why don't you um, have a look? I was like, oh, okay. So conveniently, I did have a um, gloss a bit of a video. <laughs> oh, I've just got it here. Um, and it was a bit of a conversation about, uh, okay, this looks great. Go away, do financials, 
build up a p- bit of a pack business plan yeah. and come back to me. Um, so that was the start of the journey of, okay, how to do this. So I knew I wanted to have, I knew I wanted to capitalize on a phone to get a message across. The, probably the best way I understood it was an app. So that's what I wanted to chase down. Yeah. I'd then been introduced to an investor, which was, which basically really liked what I was saying, but wanted me to do some more work. And then I went through this journey with a guy called Kev Godlington, amazing guy, um, which basically gave me advice. And it was really good advice. It was basically how to build a pack. And he's, you know, in his own right, he's a multimillionaire. And he, free, completely free time, just sat me down over Zoom calls and basically told me, do this. And it was like being at school again. He right. basically told me to do something, I'll do it. And he'd go away, do homework, your homework, come back. You know, and it was, you know, when the moment you sent send on that email, you're like, oh, yeah, right, have I, have I, have I? Yeah, I think I've done it. And then you'd send it and then come back and you'd be like, no, I clearly didn't. Right, let's go back again. So we went through this stage and within that, every now and again, I'd resend a pack out. And um, eventually, after I think pure persistence, Sean Jan met me for a coffee, COVID coffee at the time. It was just when we got back into, you can go to a yeah. coffee shop. I was like, okay, I'll invest in you. And um, I nearly wow. fell off my chair. So literally rung the person which had, you know, has been a massive, massive part of this app, which is Dot, who's helped with design and everything. Incredible talent, incredible. And said, yeah, we've got investment. Um, here, we go. here we go. You know, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, we'll build a team. EPM are going to build the app, get a, some great psychologists, need to work, understand what content is, social media, legal... And sort of almost, okay, this becomes a project management piece, really. Yeah. And then, you know, a year later after the investment, the app was launched. But it be, it's been a sort of wicked journey. So I don't know why tech, but I just knew deep down that, I, you know, I, I did want to help people. I had the last positions um, I was in in the military, helping people was, you know, part of the role, but... You know, I got a lot from it personally. Right, okay. You know, I found it incredibly rewarding just for someone to say thank you. And you might have done something, the smallest thing, and they've yeah. said thank you. And, you know, that was better than anything that anyone yeah. could say. And, you know, and I thought, actually, that's kind of, I don't want, need that. It's, but but it's, it's, actually, that's the sort of line I want to pursue with this, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does complete sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So and in that year, from September to September, effectively, it was, it's just been... Absolutely learning by doing. And, you know, Kev and there's a guy called Dave Peach, which have given me a bit of direction. Uh, Sean Yan, the investor, has given a bit of tweaks um, here and there. And it's been getting some advice of different people saying this and then... And do, and do you think that... Exploring. That is filling some of that gap from being... Because you talk about individuals and you can see your light up and yeah. thanks. You can see the yeah. gratitude you have for how they've helped you and participated in your story. And do you think that is giving you that team spirit that you probably could have lacked coming out of the military. Yeah, I think so. Um, without a shadow of doubt, in fact. I mean, what Mentor is growing into is a real community. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Foxy, who, once again, I couldn't have done this without him, you know, yeah. and you've got the EPM team, Dot and Sam, and, and that sort of crew. You've got the One Fit Life team, which and, and you know, people are believing it, which is great because you think you've got a good idea yeah. and there's people buying into it, which is fantastic. 
and you've got this community where people are giving you feedback and you're like that okay this is great this is yeah. and so for me how i want to develop it is quite a community app if i can okay um long term so it's really pulling people into a use it as maybe a support mechanism but also try and grow it out so you know if you uh, not far down the line we're having some true life stories on there where people are happy to share what they've been through their own experiences i mean some of them are laying it on the line and we do have to be careful with that because what yeah. we don't want to do is expose other people to their trauma yeah. which might instigate a problem so we have to really be wow. very careful yeah. with the content but but there's people wanting to say that i've been through this and then hopefully just as a celebrity does they will encourage someone to go you know what okay yeah. Let's let's get on this yeah. and like and I said, seek help and, and seek help and, and yeah, improve their lives and, and yeah and make a difference. Yeah, and I think if the app provides a springboard to that, and that's all they use it for, and they turn it off after yeah. month two, whatever, that's success. Okay. You know that is success. So that's what we're after trying to do, really. Brilliant. I often come as we come to the end, talk about you know um, success and what a definition of success is and. I suppose we've got successful mentor 360 there, but what's your personal definition of success? Oh crap! Um, <laughs> you're asking some good questions. I I don't know. Um, my idea for success for me is pretty simple. Probably, what do I want? Um, be uh, with my family as and grow old with them. You know, it is yeah. a simple in, in a in a in a position where I can help the children out. Um, and me and my wife just have a, a great quality of life being able to go for walks and that sort of stuff. It's nothing glamorous. It is literally just being, just enjoying being indoors here, you know, yeah. and, and living that sort of life. You know, it's really simple. Um, I think that's what success looks for me because so much of my career I spent away from home. Yeah. So success is actually being able to spend time with the people you love. Yeah. And, and that is success. For the app, success is perpetuity. Yeah. That that sustains in perpetuity. That's what I want for the app. If I may do a final plug, I mean, we've just, um, I guess we've just uh, uh, secured a uh, partnership with the NHS working with primary care. Um, so that's a 12-month project, and a partnership, sorry. And for us, that was, really did validate what, all the clinicians and our processes. So, you know, that as well has been really important yeah. to us. Um, that must have been a really interesting process to go through. Yeah, I mean, um, so if we've got time, I, I guess it came from the social media. Yeah. Um, the person involved, Nikki, who's absolutely amazing, she saw Tommy Mallet ride on a Peloton bike. Um, from that, she basically um, looked at that, was like, I wonder what that's about, because I like Peloton, linked to the app, and then she got in touch. Incredible, you know, it's like winning a lottery, right? <laughs> and th th we sort of slowly built this relationship. So going to your sort of like, how is it progressing? In order to do that, we've had to go through the NHS information government hoops and all those bits and pieces. So really assured up the capability in order to get to where we are going to be in February, where we're going to launch with them. Only very small scale, but hopefully it will scale up. Um, supporting patients while they're in primary care waiting for treatment. So... I think what that really validated for me is, you know, there, you know, there's people within the NHS acknowledging a problem, working forward. It we've been very fortuitous that they've seen us as the opportunity to help, and so they'll within a couple of cohorts they'll sign posters, post them to the app. Wow. So um, 
why I say that is it's been great that that the like I said the process has been validated the idea yeah. all that that's stuff. you never know where something like that pilot program yeah and that altruistic thing about wanting to help people yeah you're getting the app out there aren't you and yeah and in to a place where people are in need cause, yeah yeah absolutely so that's been that's sort of like been bubbling away and sort of like like you know confirmed and you like that absolutely yeah how know. did you feel when that happened um the initial bit is oh goodness i've got a lot more work to do um, yeah, yeah. um rather than uh um being you know you know obviously i was super pleased but it was almost now there is a there's a lot to do um so yeah <laughs> brilliant and if people want to find out more about you or more importantly more about mentor 360 the app where can they go so um it's either website mentor360.com or it's on the android and ios stores um, mentor 360 go on there and, and do take a look yeah fantastic listeners please do um, Richard you've been a great guest on the Evolved Succeed podcast I've really enjoyed our conversation good luck with the future and what it may hold yeah lovely thanks for having me on cheers thank you for listening to the Evolved to Succeed podcast my hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable, informed and inspired individual and business leader. If you enjoyed this episode, then please help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing. We really value your feedback and would love to have you along for future episodes. And please don't forget to learn more about Evolve by going to evolvemembers.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week.